Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. Actually, I got to tell you, I like the little machine gun thing. I, we need Thanks. to start it that way every time. That was that was money. And we got, I'm joined as always, Ashley Gorbolja Moldonado <laughs> and Jeff Michigan Man Daily. Always, uh, always good to have you guys on. It's like we haven't done this in the last uh, five minutes. Uh, don't want to ruin the surprise for you at home, but sometimes we record more than one a day. Don't tell anyone else that we're cramming it all in because we are going to charge the company uh, by the podcast and not by the minute. So, actually, maybe that's the wrong idea. When when we uh, when we usually aim for a twenty minute podcast, we end up with an hour and fifteen minutes. So maybe we do continue to charge by the by the minute. Is that what you think? <laughs> I mean, right, and you know, since we did two in a row, that's why I wear plain black t-shirts so people yeah. don't know that I and, and, and i did changed. i did wear like an under armor style shirt today because Fancy. it's like 95 degrees here in indianapolis and this studio does not have air conditioning so i i i uh we had we had talked about uh about olaf from frozen i am going to be <laughs> the uh, melting olaf here uh in about 20 more minutes so we hope uh, we've got a good show for you today. A lot going on in the big world. But first, let's check in with the hosts. Uh, Jeff, what's going on out there in L.A.? Everything's still there? Burned to the ground? Everything's what, here. It, uh... Everything's here. Um, I'm in no danger of leaving the bunker anytime soon. Uh, because right now, we're not locked in. There's just nowhere nowhere is open for us to go. And uh, it, we're on the verge of being told not to go to those places that we're not allowed to go. So I'm going to keep the bunker motif happening uh, I, for a little bit while longer yeah I, I did see that the mayor slash uh fellow post member of yours uh was considering a complete lockdown that's that's a lot of people not going anywhere isn't it it's, yeah it is it's yeah. gonna i i hope we i hope we can avoid it but it looks like we're on a crash course yep ashley what's up with you lately womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought Jeff, did you? Well, it, you know, I'm over in DC, right? And uh, you know, being in the, you know, the heart of the capital, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. Like I can't, like there's not a whole lot of places I can go. Um, I mean, I've been I've been working from home since March. Um, so has uh, my significant other, my husband, right? And we both have just been working hey are we playing ashley bingo today can we get i think our listeners need to let we should do that participation ashley bingo we should do that fun engagement well, just saying it's, it's, i already saw him put one hubby, finger up hubby might as well be a free space because there's zero chance that it's not getting mentioned at some point yes oh my goodness but overall um I'm okay. Like I'm good. I'm checking in with myself. I'm being realistic with my goals. Um, I'm not probably as productive, but it's a different type of productive. And every day I'm checking in with both my mental health and just my emotional health too. 
so you know for all the listeners out there like be cognizant of that like check in with yourself and check in with others um so yeah that's that's my that's my message abroad jeff if you check in with yourself you'll probably be as terrified as the rest of us at what you see <laughs> don't I look know. too deep I, we can't have you not being able to turn it's around the, the, the heart of darkness that is jeff's uh i don't even use group. the i don't even use the mirror when i brush my teeth i turn away so <laughs> You don't want. I don't want to get too deep accidentally. No, like no. Medusa, you're going to turn accidentally or something. That would be pretty incredible if you hypnotized yourself looking in a mirror. That would be spectacular. Right? Like I hypnotize you too. Yeah. Oh, you sure do. Always. Actually, you want you want to see me put Jeff to sleep? Let's start talking about my Lord of the Rings character. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> we'll do like a laundry no. list of things to drive. Jeff Daily Crazy. If, any, uh, if anyone out our, there... It'll be our daily snooze list. How we can get Jeff to fall asleep. If anyone out there like does... Day. Too. I'm down. If anyone out there does play Lord of the Rings online, I'm telling you, the last five days, it's been down. The whole system has been down. And my life has been thrown into utter turmoil. And I sit at home and I just yell at my computer like I have Tourette's. It is... The worst possible thing when you have a Saturday, Sunday, and you can't play the computer game that you've been looking forward to all week. And with that segue, we're going to go to story number one with Ashley dealing with a very similar subject. And Ashley, if you could uh, show us the weapon of war of choice of your hubby. Show it. For those of you who are on YouTube, you will see the most ginormous ginormous joystick I've ever seen. So not only is there a joystick, but there is also a second component that is kind of, it looks like a throttle. Like it's um, like if you're gonna like push it forward, backwards, just like yeah, a simple yeah. and a lever, right? And my husband will do the VR. Uh, and I've walked in on him recently. And it's just, it's such a bizarre <laughs> contraption, but he's been playing the space game, which is ironic because we keep talking about Space Force. And I think my husband's gonna try and like jump over to space force recruiting which i don't blame him i think that'd be a cool gig right but we're gonna get into a little bit of some video games so some interesting things have surfaced in the world of esports i am not myself a consumer of video games i'm typically am that like individual in the background like watching asking questions or enjoying the story play of video games so the army esports um is you know so this article was put out, and I just want to put this out there. It's a little bizarre. I think it's a little bit crazy, and we'll, we'll open it up. But overall synopsis, the Army Esports team denies accusation of violating First Amendment, or excuse me, violating First Amendment, um, offering fake giveaways. So for those who don't know, Esports started in about 2018. It was well-received by the public. Um, some of the games that they're playing are like Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, uh, global offense, Fortnite, Magic Gathering, and they're basically, you know, recruiters who are on these platforms that are, you know, telling individuals about their experiences and their variants of experiences, kind of debunking some of the myths that some of the video games overly portray as what some kids may think is accurate, which is not, right? And uh, basically on June 30th, um, the Official Army Esports reported to an announcement by chat platform Discord of a text emotion, uh, emojicon, something like that. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's. Um, it's like, so these emotion or. Emoticons. 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 Thank you. Gosh. 
I even know that. And I'm. <laughs> I'm even Can I just me. have a moment? Do I get a freebie? Is there a emoticon for that? Like, is there a thumbs up? Like, again, not a consumer, but I do incorporate a lot of emojis into my daily text and computer emails. Anyway, that's besides the point. I digress. So essentially, the whole thing came back around. Uh, followers were lashing out against the tweet, calling Discord this pro-war, referencing implicit incidences and there was just a lot of backlash on twitter basically saying that you know the army you know army and national guard etc whoever all of the above were creating these like promos and giveaways and it was just to solicit information and there was no prizes total nonsense like i've read into this i looked into some of these offerings that they're having they do give away they give away headsets and there's a disclaimer and you know some people have obviously you know they just don't like it because they're like, well, why are they trying to recruit like 13 year old kids? Like, they, like recruiters can't talk to anyone under the age of 16, okay? So if like they're playing video games and they're talking nonsense, it's kind of crazy too because it gets into that First Amendment, like when people are like trolling. Yeah, that, this is oh. this is where it gets banana. The, the craziest thing was to me is that for those who who don't consume these, it's basically a bunch of army guys sitting around playing a computer game, right? I mean, they're just playing and you can see them. And at the same time, there's people out there who can contact and ask them questions while they're playing old games. Well, what has happened is all these people are on there and it's like, why do you commit so many atro war atrocities and why are you slaughtering civilians? And we're talking about like maybe a PFC that was born, you know, 19 years Yesterday. ago. <laughs> couldn't spell Abu Ghraib if he had it sitting in front of him and they're asking him all these hardcore questions. And again, it's, it's like a PFC. It's like, why would you go after that? And so the army, I think, correctly decided, like, look, you, you know, don't waste your time responding to all these knuckleheads. Just block them, which is what every other human being on the planet does. Like, if someone's giving you trouble on your Facebook page, you don't interact with them on each occasion. You finally just be like, all right, dude, you're gone, and then you cut them off. So the army guys that are playing these esports blocked them. Well, the ACLU is now convinced that this is a First Amendment issue. Which I think is just spectacular because I'm sure at some point, you know, George Mason and Alexander Hamilton, when they were writing the Constitution, were sitting around and being like, do you think we need to put in that part about, you know, when you're playing esports and you're an army recruiter, uh, should we allow them to block people? Come on. This is the craziest thing I have ever heard. But this story is taking on a life of its own. Jeff, I, you're big into these. I, oh, yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> If there's not a, if there's not a sport starting with E, I'm not playing it. Uh, I uh, I think that ESPN should be covering this because they're sorely lacking in quality content. That First Amendment thing really bugs me because I'm I'm finding, just peppered throughout our society, people don't really know what it means. It's no. you know the government isn't squelching anybody's freedom of expression, by the way, is what it actually is. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's squelching their freedom of expression. These are individuals. Right. And these individuals do not have to take abuse from keyboard warriors in their mom's basement who are probably way older than 13, by the way, but they're sitting in their mom's basement <laughs> abusing these soldiers' character and those soldiers don't have to listen to it. They are not the government. They are people. And I, it's it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me. Right. 
I have actually been watching. I was never a big esports guy, but I'm a big fan of barstool sports. And one of the guys there has been playing NCAA football, and he plays online. He he streams it on Twitch, and he it, the funniest part is he's playing this video game like he's he's created a, an identity, Coach Dugs, and he's talking about it and everything. And he's trying to keep quiet when he scores a touchdown and stuff because he's got a little kid. But there's this one guy whose name is Poopy Stinks. And Poopy Stinks keeps chirping at Coach Dougs. And he's like, you stink. You need to find a real job. And, you know, there's always so much of that you could take. But, like, every time he scores a touchdown, he's like, take that, Poopy Stinks. Like, it's a real thing. And I can just fathom what these Army guys are like. Oh, dude, it's this guy chirping me about Abu Ghraib again. And you can't block him. That's insanity to me. I, I'm, I'm absolutely flummoxed by the story, especially on those on the platform specifically. When you right. have everything set up, there's a lot of voiceover, and like if you're in a group, like if you're in a, a group play, right, and you're yeah on teams and stuff, and you got somebody who's just like borderline harassing you or asking you questions that you've already said like hey i i don't know the answer to, but hey, you can go check out FOIA newsroom stuff, or you can go check out these resources. And then they just keep pestering you, pestering you. It's just at at one point, yeah. Like I wouldn't, th- I wouldn't tolerate that. Th- That'd be too much. There was a specific quote from the Army Times, and I did want to read it because it says, "The Army encourages those who are genuinely concerned about war crimes to use FOIA reading rooms, elected representatives, and public forums with military leaders to engage in dialogue about war crimes." Ferguson said, "And here's my thing." I would highly doubt that there's even 1% of those people asking about war crimes who actually care at all about war crimes. They're just people being annoying. That's all it is. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's no good faith effort. Like if you want to dig up dirt on crimes that happen at Abu Ghraib, your first stop is not going to be, let me see what's going on on Twitch. Oh, here's a guy playing Fortnite who wasn't even born back then. Let's, let's ask him about insanity, insanity. It is. It's e-sanity. Insanity, I like that. (laughs) Clever. Jeff, we'll go to you uh, on the next story, uh, which uh, for those of you uh, uh, who are watching on uh, YouTube, I will have some visual that I'll be showing of this too. But Jeff, tell us a little bit about the story on CNN that that, that I love so much. All right, so I've always thought of CNN as like the TLDR of news that you just don't get a lot, but this is a long, long article. So I'm going to I'm going to refer to it a lot because I don't want to get this I don't want to get things wrong. But there's this we 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 hear a lot about uh different units in uh especially like lately it's been black male units. And interestingly this is about male but it's a, the postal male and it's uh, a women's unit that uh was they were brought in because there was such a backlog of mail in World War II, and as they as they they talk about there, you know, there's no TV, there's no like the mail was the lifeline for for those for those warriors in World War II, and it, they were the six triple eight six thousand eight hundred eighty eight. Are there that many units in the that, army? That was part of my first question. Like, how does that roll off the? tongue like you're the 6888th central central postal directory battalion and right and they had there was a backlog of millions yeah and so this was the this was the 
the first time that these uh, black women soldiers were allowed in and they were, they were segregated obviously and they went over there and it was really cognizant for them that they had to perform well so they they served about a year over there and they they did three shifts a day uh, I believe like 64,000 pieces of mail per shift and they they almost halved the the time that was allotted for it and accomplished their mission and when they came home they didn't get the ticker tape there was there were no bands playing they just said they just kind of went home and uh, they there's kind of a movement now and uh, I might write a resolution if one doesn't already exist to get that unit uh, an award that the, a congressional something I guess congressional gold medal and it does not yeah. exist yet because mm -hmm. i actually have been looking at all the congressional gold medal one and to be perfectly frank i had never heard of the central postal director Me I mean, everyone's heard about the famous red tails which maybe washington's sports team will become here shortly but everybody knows about the tuskegee airmen um there's a, i guess a lot of people i don't know if you're aware that but there were uh, units of uh, black men who landed on D-Day, not as part of an infantry unit or anything else, but they came off the boats and they had to drag the blimps that stopped uh, close air airplanes from flying over the troops. They had these blimps that they would carry on chains up onto the beach and it would keep the planes from strafing the beach. Kind of a crazy story if you get a chance to look that one up, but... Huh. With these black female soldiers, I it, for those of you on uh, YouTube, I did want to show this picture Lower. in here, which is Lower the it. There you go. lovely and gracious uh, Miss Indiana Hunt Martin. And she is pictured in this CNN article wearing her American Legion cap from the Department of New York. We did look it up, and she has been a member for something like 27 years, I want to say. It's, it's a great story. Jeff is absolutely right. It is a long story, but it is very interesting, especially if you're into uh, history. I, I commend its uh, reading to you. Ashley? I am kind of, I'm kind of hoping somebody makes a movie of this, to be honest. The way that um, the, the work that they did and uh, that they couldn't, it was poorly lit because it was there was still bombing. Yeah. So they couldn't have brightly lit rooms in their sorting mail. I, I, I just... In the way that they, uh, you know, they were in England, and the English people were asking them, "Why are you guys so separated?" And they, like, they couldn't give them a real answer. So, in many ways, you know, the United States was lag lagging behind the rest of the world, with especially with segregation in the military. I think it's really strange. Sorry, Ashley, I uh, I usurped you as Michigan does to Ohio often. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ashley, what did you what did you think about this story uh so this story specifically uh, i've shared this through women's history month it's been um a part of uh i believe that there is some sort of documentary out there right now that's just had some viewings if i'm not mistaken i'm looking forward to seeing this viewing of this historical context behind this because you're absolutely right like we've heard of red tails tuskegee airmen um and unfortunately a lot of women have fallen through the cracks when it comes to the historical uh, pieces and parts of both World War One and World War Two. I know we've talked about um, we've talked about uh, oh gosh, 
not code breaker was it co not code breakers but um, the um, women veterans I win? Yeah, I can't the, I can't the, think the, of the people that did the Enigma thing the uh, well, they, they partnered with AT and T it's like vet co yeah. coded vets oh the uh, Hello Girls Hello Girls thank you gosh I was yeah. like I kept trying to put like vet codes out there and I'm just like they definitely were women in STEM and tech for the monumental achievements that they had but. We didn't hear about those until like we've started digging more into some of the more recent policy changes where women have been expanded into these different roles and now people are like oh maybe we should take a look back and really discover the roots and i think this is a great um a great case uh specifically recognizing black women veterans who stepped up and were providing a pivotal service to so many gis both men and women who were overseas during wartime that were wanting to receive mail. And I mean, there are incidences where of course they've taken great pride in in their positions and their work. And I believe that there is a, a young lady that was, was it, I think it was Major Adams. I think her first name was Charity, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But yep. she, yep. she was the commander of that battalion and she ran really tight shift based on yeah. the information that I have read about her and a phenomenal woman uh, definitely somebody else to check out from a historical standpoint of women in leadership when she wasn't supposed to be in leadership which is bizarre because it just seems again like an enigma in itself um but well, she, it's a great story and i well, highly recommend folks don't check forget out. She, she was also the first black woman promoted to lieutenant colonel oh, and okay. that was and that was after she told her commanding officer who said i'm going to send a white first lieutenant She's telling a major this to show you how to run things. And she told her commanding officer, over my dead body, sir. If yes. that is not a trailer for a movie, I don't know what is. Yes. That definitely needs to be a movie. Yes. Yeah. I am full if, support. If people, if people cheered when the dog got away in Independence Day, can you imagine her saying over my dead body to her commander? Yes. Like, that's a pretty good moment. That, the equivalent a, of not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very, very awesome story. I, I love promoting, you know, women, uh, women vets, especially our women vets of history, because it opens up the contextual doors to others understanding the roles that women have played and that we have been an 100% volunteer force since the day this country was stood up. So it's, it's important. It's important that we remember and honor and, um, you know, take those take those lessons learned and and move forward and continue to push. You know, women veterans who are trailblazing. On a total side note, um, there is a there is um, I can't uh, her name is escaping me. I have to think about it. But let me come back to it. Let me find it really quick. <laughs> uh, you're gonna it, you're gonna re side note specifically <laughs> for the Army Reserves. I just shared a story today. Um, hold on, I'm going to pull it up really quick. It's very important. Let, 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 let me uh, just go while she's looking. I did want to say that this story has a, a pretty interesting statistic here. There are 9,400 uh, 9, Americans who are buried at the uh, Normandy American Cere uh, Cemetery. Of those, four are women. And three of those four women are African-American. So uh, re remember, if you would, uh, PFC Mary J. Barlow. PFC Mary H. Blankston and Sergeant Dolores M. Brown, who gave the ultimate sacrifice and are buried uh, next to their next to their brothers and sister uh, there in Normandy Cemetery. So uh, awesome. keep them in mind. Ashley, I, are I you? I found uh, it. 
Um, okay. So Jody Daniels, um, she has just been cleared to take command for the first time in 112 year history of the United States Army Reserve Command. She will be promoted to Lieutenant General at the end of July. Daniels is the latest woman to break into the military senior ranks, which have historically been dominated by men. Fewer than one in four admirals and generals are women. Her career, with her background was an intelligence officer. Intelligence officer. Daniel uh, was deployed to Iraq and holds a doctorate uh, degree in computer science. Right, it's another another phenomenal lady yeah. in tech. Right. So, as a soldier, Daniel served as the director of intelligence when General David Petraeus ran the training command uh, for the Iraqi security forces. So, as a civilian, Daniel works at Lockheed Martin in the Advanced Technology Laboratories, where she focused um, there on spoken language and artificial intelligence. So this is a super high-speed woman who is about to take over. And fun fact about the Army Reserve, um, one in five Army Reserve soldiers are women and the highest of any military component. And a lot of people don't realize that both the National Guard and the Reserves in a combined element, they're, they make up 19%, women make up 19% of, of those components, which is greater than what the current active duty is. And that's just for army, right? But yep. very, very cool things. So there's my soap. I'm off my box. There you go. All I'm right. Uh, we are going to go to uh, mostly rapid fire here. I, I do have this quick story, and I want to get Jeff's opinion so I can tell him why it's wrong. But it's a story from the Daily Mail, which, uh, you know, if you're aware of what the Daily Mail is in England, you, you can take this story uh, with a heaping... Uh, mountain of salt but uh it's entitled alien abduction mysterious giant hangar spotted at area 51 three months ago has disappeared new aerial pictures reveal and it's a story of this pilot named gabriel ziefman i, I hope i'm pronouncing it he flew his cessna 150 over the nevada test and training range he had actually called and got a flight path that was bordering on where he could go uh, near Area 51, and of course he started taking pictures out his window. And you'll have to look at the pictures on the Daily Mail, but uh, he went by one week, and there were pictures of a huge hangar. And then he went by the following week, the hangar is gone. Jeff, do they walk among us? Yes, they do, and they're called uh, Photoshop artists. <laughs> and uh, they need to be stopped, and we need to investigate this, and probably send our toughest agents to figure out what their magic is. Ashley? I'm doing the little slidey thing on the article and I'm like, Whoa. yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it looks a little suspicious. <laughs> See, the thing is, uh, it's, it's like, I talked about the show that I watched what on earth, which has got satellite images. And then they'll show a river running red and they'll be like, is it a sea of blood taking over the Ukraine? Is it, you know, has some mysterious person and then it's like they'll do 20 minutes and then they'll find out, no, it's just iron ore that's leaking from this mine shaft. Like, I, I got to be honest, when I looked at the pictures, it looks to me like it was a canvas roof over some sort of like awning type thing. And oh, they like took a big it JP, down. Like a big, uh, what do they call yeah, it? Yeah. It, it, like it really looks significantly less like something <laughs> an alien would do. And something more like about 50 workers had put up some sort of tent for, I mean, maybe they had like a Lollapalooza at Area 51 featuring like E.T. or whatever. I don't know what they were doing, 
But to me, it's not as if this thing disappeared into another. But uh, Jeff's theory of Photoshop, you know, I, I I'm not putting that actually. He, he Jeff's going to get a point on this one. He may actually be correct for the first time in history. So if everyone could march that down. Um, going further into the rapid fire, though, uh, Jeff, the Marine Corps Marathon has been canceled. Is this a sign that the Marine Corps is just getting soft? No, it's a sign that the Marine Corps is worried about civilians who make up most of that, uh, most of that run. We, we can't force them to be Marines. We can't force them to go through boot camp, get the Eagle Globe and anchor and to adapt, improvise and overcome any obstacle that may come up in their lives. But we can inspire them. So I hope that they're going to train for next year's Marine Corps Marathon. It's super unfortunate. And I, and I don't mean me to be glib about it, but you know, the Marine Corps Marathon is a very big thing. Uh, to the people that run it, it is a very big thing. Most people do it to honor someone they've lost. Um, it raises a lot of money. It's really unfortunate. Uh, but the only thing I can envision that's worse than running a marathon would be running a marathon with a mask on, which would be horrific. So this is very unfortunate. Ashley, what would you think on this one? Honestly, it's it's for the better, for the safety, because you're absolutely right. There's going to be a lot of folks that are, that are gathering in large groups that some will want to wear a mask, some will not want to wear a mask. And I just, I just see it as a big test tube, and we don't need that. Yeah. So keep it separate yeah. keep it clean so all right uh well the second one was uh stars and stripes has an article here about retired master sergeant david royer uh fort leavenworth kansas who saved countless lives by driving his vehicle into a gunman as this guy was shooting people on a busy bridge near uh leavenworth kansas and I mean, the story is great in and of itself, and this guy does look like he's tougher than woodpecker lips. This guy looks like a stud. But what I especially liked is this retired master sergeant only joined the Army in 2005. That guy's moving through the ranks pretty quickly. Like that, he's retired, and he went in in 2005. And a shout-out, because I went and actually researched this, but when he got out of the military, he worked. he went to work for the Kansas City Cattle Company which is also a veteran-owned business. Uh, the guy who runs it is a member or was a member of the 75th Rangers, and uh, his brother-in-law is buried there, and they give a significant portion of their uh, money from the Kansas City Cattle Company. So I don't know if you're in the... If you are in the uh, market for a good slab of beef, I highly encourage you to go to the Kansas City Cattle Company where retired Master Sergeant David Royer works. But, uh, Jeff, what did you think about this one? I think um, I'm in the market for, uh, I'm always in the market for a big slab of meat for yeah. my little belt, my little balcony grill out there. So that's my, that's, that's my huge takeaway from there. And I think Ashley's yeah, giggling I, I'd like someone just, going through puberty. I feel there, like I'm there may be, giggling there may be an wrong. internal, there may be an internal conversation going on in Ashley's head right now. Let's hear more about that. Um, First of all, this guy is awesome. Okay, it reminds me of some Fast and Furious stuff where he's just like, we're just going to, I'm just going to take yeah. action and forget about any formidable damage to my vehicle. I'm just going to take this guy out. Like, there's some just, yes, all of that. Do you um, know how quick he had to make that decision? Yeah, that's a I, quick that's... decision. Like, for anyone who's ever done this, like, I mean... <laughs> It's great to think, well, he just drove his car and you didn't, but do, he had 
blitz second to make that decision yeah. that like okay our best you chance see here someone is if shooting, i run like, this guy just, over just Crazy. completely divert like going right over the grass whatever the case may be like things we never fathomed as like a, a you know mere private god forbid right this guy yeah. just drove his car right into someone so very movie quality like i suppose but um very impressive uh background like you said to be a master sergeant and start in 2005 like he's cruising like he obviously yeah. yeah, he was doing something right. So yeah, his his foot found the gas pedal and he gunned it. Yeah, gunned it. Yep, I said just, it. Uh, I said it. Just like dude, that's, that, that's that's pretty bad. He's I wonder if he honked the man. horn too. Just be like laying <laughs> right. on the horn, right? Screaming obscenities, America! Like let's yeah. go, not today, yeah. right? No, not today. Not, <laughs> not even a little today. bit. All right, uh, we uh, we're gonna go with one last story here and that's for the navy with the bonum richard which if you have been watching the news this is a big ship and the fire went on for five days all right we're this is a hopefully everyone's seen the thing but uh there were 85 soldiers that were living on the uh bonum richard when the fire broke out uh, and roughly 165 of the ship's 1,000 person crew were on board at the time that it started to burn. Um, the one thing that I did like, I, I think that it's crazy that there was a fire on board a ship for five days. That, that just seems insane to me, but, and it wasn't munitions or anything cooking off, which is what we had initially thought, but um, the Navy in proper fashion is turning up a negative into a positive and they are, um, specifically the chief of naval operations singled out one sailor who was unnamed but i did want to read this part one aviation boatsman's boatswain's mate mate i don't know what that I, that's like your mps right i think anyway went back into the ship to fight the fire at least seven times quote she was very proud of what she did and the teamwork that was involved with these small teams that were going in to fight the fire it's an environment when you can really only see two feet in front of you there was no lighting it was deep heavy smoke if anyone has any doubts about this generation of uh, sailors, soldiers, airmen, and Marines, at least to me, it should be quickly put to rest by the heroic and courageous action of these sailors and the federal firefighters over the past five days. Amen to the CNO. That is that is outstanding, and it takes, you know, she and the master sergeant should, I don't know, create superhuman kids or something that is an awesome story who goes into a fire seven times nuts no, jeff what do you got on me. this one i i would not i i don't think that i would do that to be honest and that's the heroism there is off the charts to me and uh i i feel like we're going to be hearing more about the the characters of this of this story because the the battle was huge and I don't think the firefighting units of the military get enough get enough right. focus and that is some of the most dangerous stuff like yeah. it is dangerous to go into a vessel that is you know compartmentalized and mm -hmm. put yourself in those compartments with fire uh, to okay. extinguish it so I hope that they are up for some huge awards I and I just uh, I tip my glass to all of those people involved Yep, Ashley. I have to concur on this one. I just it's impressive, and I hope that these folks that are are are, you know, taking this action to make sure that everyone else is safe and securely, like you know, put out the fire, like they be rewarded. Uh, 
That's all I got. From I, a, I concur. From a PR standpoint, I mean, it's, it's obviously tragic. I mean, this is going to cost millions and millions of dollars. But yeah. I do like that. I do like that the Navy, rather than pointing out people who are screwing mm -hmm. up or someone, mm -hmm. you know, we fought all this time about the the one captain who was fired for the coronavirus thing and everything else. We're actually, although she's not named yet, my guess is it's going to come out who this person is, and I can't wait to see her. I can't wait to hear what she has to say, and absolutely applaud it. So we will go to our shout-outs. Jeff, what do you got for a shout-out? Uh, my shout-out today is to not just my – not just it's – my new members of my post, we did our first virtual induction. I was super excited about that. Um, we recorded it because, you know, Zoom is Zoom. And it was, it was really awesome and it was a great bunch of new people. And I know there's a lot of posts out there doing some really fun and uh, creative ways of getting through that. So hopefully I will hear more stories and I can give shout outs to people other than the amazing Hollywood Post 43. So if you're... <laughs> If you if your post is doing something awesome, please comment or let us know somehow because I'd love to give them a shout out as well. Ashley, mm, oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, let's see, who are we give shout out? Oh wow, do, 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 dude! I know. Do, can, do, we, can we cue in like music? I will go to. I you, will go you to want mine, me to shout then. out and give praise to you, Jeff? What kind of show is this? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that nobody, nobody's gonna be able to praise. I Jeff. will just give a broad, large shout out um, to. I don't want to go with this. Okay, so I'm going to give a shout out to all the folks across the country and for those that just gathered in Washington, D.C. for the Justice for Vanessa um, rallies, if you shall, uh, protests and just the general awareness that took place yesterday and has been taking place across the country. So I want to say thank you to all those advocates that are all everywhere that are, are doing their part and they're also raising um, different cases and different uh circumstances of, of, of other soldiers that we've lost airmen etc marines etc um but i just want to give a shout out to those advocates out there that are hard charging this issue um i want to thank them for their efforts awesome and my shout out is to uh american legion post and i gotta get the post number here i believe it's one post number 160 post 160 in Adams, Massachusetts, which is in the lovely and scenic Berkshire County, where I am from. Uh, Adams is uh, right up there in the corner. If you picture Massachusetts, it's right up next to Vermont and right next to New York. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, but this post, and again, it was post 160 in Adams, Massachusetts, uh, made up banners for the entire main uh, street of the downtown featuring service members who had given the ultimate sacrifice dating back to the civil war that is a spectacular thing i'm a huge fan of this wherever i see it um, i'm also a fan of like any sort of historical marker so i stop and read them all and if i were traveling through adams massachusetts which is very unlikely because it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit mm. but if i were i would stop and read every single one of these but I applaud you. I thank you to to Adams, Massachusetts, American Legion Post 160. Uh, and apparently this uh, came from a local historian and legionnaire named, 
uh, John Bordeaux, I believe is his name. John, thank you for all you do. Thank everyone for all they do. Ashley, did you have something else you were going to throw in there? No, I was going to say, me too. I read all the little mile mar like the markers and stuff. There's tons of them here in D.C. And I'm, I'll just stop my bike, and sometimes Hubby will be way ahead of me, and I have stopped, and I'm reading the front and back facing of the uh, historical markers. And he'll, like, stop. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, this is really cool. Did you know about this? And he's just like, no. And I'm like, now you do. Jeff, uh, just in closing, what was the final count on hubbies today? Uh, we're, we're somewhere in the five or six range. Five or six. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere like that. Yeah. We've had two guest appearances from my dogs, too. <laughs> nice. But, uh, nice. So two guest appearances, a few my hubbies. We have zero, uh, my background is, but we got... Um, <laughs> We got a, we got a couple. What was the other bingo thing? <laughs> we've got hubby. Um, we've got background thing. We've got the dogs. We could probably two spaces. One could be dedicated to Elliot. One can be dedicated to Carmen, because they both make separate appearances, and that would be kind of cool if they both made an appearance. Do you notice how they the they free, get named? The free space. They don't get my dog. The free space is, is uh, going to be w one of us going over four minutes on a rapid fire answer, which is guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, did you see all of did us? Did you see what over. super producer? Did you see what super producer just said? Yeah, I just no, I just I, saw what super producer just said. Thanks, she, Holly. She, she's she's <laughs> made a full bingo that everyone can download. Yes. Next week. And our our <laughs> listeners can play. Either you oh, know, listeners is a uh, listeners out there do, is another one. CB, and, and Jeff, I, and Ashley, we do rotations and people, and then we could do a little get. get oh, producer oh, Holly, no. we, we got to get our our tchotchkes I, in order. Yeah, well, we're gonna give away Xboxes, and we're not gonna block people, unlike the <laughs> army. I'm joking. I, oh, I am not obligating us to giving good. away Xboxes. Yeah, we don't hey, bring it full did, circle. However, I did want to, uh, however, do a, a, a big shout out to our three countries of note uh, this week. We had Iran, uh, Colombia, and the Ukraine coming in strong in Iran, Colombia, and the Ukraine, and Japan as well. We do have Japan doesn't strike me as all that absurd because they're probably uh, listening at one of the Navy bases, but. Hey, wherever you're listening to us, thank you. Uh, if you cool. if you listen to this, go and rate us on uh, any of the places where you download podcasts. If you're on YouTube, go and uh, leave us some comments. Uh, I realize I'm sitting really weird today. I don't know why that is. I'm just looking at the video now, and I kind of look, well. Real I, chill. I, Real chill Yeah, I, I, I look like I'm riding through the hood in my, mm -hmm. uh, you know, El Camino or something. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but anyway, low. thank you. Again, make sure that you go and you like us. Uh, spread the word. We want to get those... Uh, we want to get those views up. We want to get more people uh, listening to us. And more than anything, we want to hear what you guys have to say. So thank you for listening to us. And uh, we will see you guys next week-ish. Bye. Bye.